0: And welcome to Inclusionomics, a podcast that provides tools to all women who are challenged with finding or having access to positions of power. We help you navigate the path to being seen, being heard, and being included. Everyone is welcome here. It is an inclusion podcast after all, and we hope that you're here for all of that.
1: Let's talk about self-care. Before the coronavirus outbreak, we planned to discuss this topic, and now it's especially needed. We're going to have a candid conversation about self-care in the time of the coronavirus. I'm Lisa Gates, leadership coach and negotiation strategist and founder of Story Happens Here. I coach unapologetically ambitious women to own their story, control their narrative, and rise up.
0: And I'm Stacey Gordon of Rework Work, where as a diversity, inclusion, and career strategist, I strive to reduce bias in hiring and barriers to entry. And I spend a decent amount of time helping people make career transitions. If ever self-care was needed, it's now like, wow. Uh, Physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, we're going to get a little personal and talk about how we've been coping. And we're gonna share some ideas for self-care. Um, Cause I know I am feeling drained, really drained. I don't know yeah. about you, Lisa. Yeah, just, it's a moment-by-moment <laughs> moment 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 thing, <laughs> right?
1: I mean, you could, I, I could just be walking outside, uh, taking a walk and suddenly a puddle of tears for no apparent yeah. reason. And um, I'll tell you a, a somewhat silly story. We had just been, not quarantined, what is it? You know, shelter in place. So my Which husband- by the way,
0: and- so can I just say the euphemism of shelter in place, I'm like, I don't know who the marketing genius is of that. But that is that is such a great way to say, stay your
1: behind at home safely in place. Just stay home. Right. Well, shelter in place. What if you don't have a home? So maybe they're trying to be PC and, you know, all of that. But um, yeah, so there we were. And my husband and I take our dog for a walk to the beach. And on the way back, our favorite Mexican restaurant, which is now closed, except for, you know, pickup had music playing in their outside patio. And it was the song Falling Slowly from the movie Once, which we adore. And so we listened to the whole thing and it just moves me. And I grab my husband and I say, I love this song and I love you so much. And then Charlie says, and I love you. And then, you know, he's starting to well up. And there are these other people people actual humans because it was you know this is a very small town and then nobody's out but these two people come walking past us in a wide angle and they said you're gonna be okay I promise you're gonna be okay and I'd hug you too if I could and we just burst out laughing right we just so we go from crying to laughing and you know it just you know, we are all just sort of on these little um, emotional
0: edges. Yeah, I was just going to say, we're on the edge. Yeah. You know, we really are, not knowing what is going on. Um, and even and if it's just, a- you, you, you don't know whether to laugh or cry some days. Right.
1: And I think you just have to roll with it and accept, really feel your feelings. If you try not to feel, I think, you know, it could um, spiral into depression, it could spiral into anger, it could spiral into a lot
0: of things. Right. Um, Well, that's why the self-care is important, right? So in this time, we really have to be, it's harder you know, to, to compartmentalize and, um, you know, people who you're used to leaving and going to the gym and that's where you exercise, leaving and going to work. And that's where you work, you know, leaving and socializing with people. That's where you have fun. And then you get to come home and, and relax and, you know, watch TV and, and kind of decompress. Well now you have to do all of those things in the same space. Exactly. I really had to tell my kids, you know, yesterday I said, listen, I know this is going to sound silly, I said, but do not just sit in here in your bedroom doing homework. I said, get up, take your books out of your room, go to the dining room table, go to another spot in the house, do your homework there so that you're not turning your bedroom into this space where you're doing all of this work. I said, because you need even just the, the illusion of, you know, some different spaces for things. Right. And, and, um, and to
1: use your bedroom as, as rest Asleep.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Which, granted, they're teenagers. They've got no problem using their bedroom as rest.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, which, which, you know, brings me to (laughs) I, I think before we get into the personal space, I think it's important to acknowledge that, you know, there are a lot of people. Who don't have space they don't have a home or there are 10 people living in their home um or they are as they call food insecure or any variation on that theme lack of access to health care that kind of thing so i think that one of the the features of this moment is the powerlessness we all feel and one way to kind of mitigate that is to give in the way that you can give. And you know we're talking about self-care, I know, but in order to, quote, not feel selfish about our self-care, um, we might donate to a charitable organization. We might volunteer, um, volunteer at a food bank or any of the organizations that are set up to deal with um, the virus. Um, there are things I was reading about um, a dra- uh, in Philadelphia they, and other cities around the country where you can tip your servers, your restaurant servers, virtually. So you can go and make a donation and they're somehow distributing that to the people who no longer
0: have work. Well, we have this, this digital divide, right? So this this crisis right now has really shown that. So you have the people who can comfortably work from home and have the ability to tip servers, right? To to still pick up food, to, um, mm-hmm. you know, you know. one of the things is that I was thinking about when you, you go to the, the drive-thru, I'm still seeing these posts of people saying, oh, the person in front of me, you know, paid it forward and paid for my my drink, and I'm thinking, you know what? If you still have the ability to get in your car and go to Starbucks to purchase a drink, that's great. You don't have to feel guilty about it. But rather than paying it forward to somebody else who also has the means and the wherewithal to be able to afford Starbucks, which is a luxury, right? Right. How about we take that money and we donate it to somebody who doesn't have that luxury, right? right? Like you said, donate it to a food bank. Put it. Put that money to use in a way that would be more advantageous to your local community.
1: That's right. That's right. (laughs) And, and one other thing is to engage civically, right? To pay attention to what happens in your local, um, your, your local political scene and make sure your voice is heard still and, and more so, um, so, you know, it might feel yeah. like things are sort of out of our hands right now, but they are not, so. Well, and
0: I think that, so if we go back to like thinking about self-care, right? Self-care is gonna be different for everyone. And if I also go back to the digital divide for a moment, I'll say that for some people, right? They can't, self-care is literally just survival. So, you know, if, if you're in, in that um, that space, You don't have to feel guilty about the fact that you can't do more for others or that you're not able to help. Or, you know, I read a post from a principal who said, look, we are in different times here. You are not homeschooling your child. So if your child is, um, you know, resistant to all the work that's being given to them, you know what? don't flip out over it. Don't turn your home into a battleground about it. Let it go. Because you know what? At some point, they will get back to school and teachers will course correct, which is why teachers need to be paid appropriately because that's what teachers do. They have the ability That's what their expertise is to course correct and to help these students get back on track. And I'm not saying give up and don't do anything at home. I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying don't turn your home into a battleground because, you know, I read a post from a friend who said her daughters are avoiding her. Every time she goes upstairs, the kids go downstairs because she's turned into the chore mom. Every time they see her, it's like, did you do a chore? Have you done your homework? Have you, you know, and they're just like, oh my God, mom's coming, go the other way, right? Who wants to do that for two months? So right. Just right. Pick, your, pick your battles. And that's part of self-care too. Like for me, I, I honestly, part of my self-care is I am not getting on my kids about their work. They, my two oldest are old enough that they know what they have to do. I am checking in and I'm saying, Hey, have you done what you need to do? I've stepped in where necessary. Um, you know, I had a a teacher actually that has been bugging my daughter for the entire school year. And she chose now to really just get ridiculous. And then, sent this note to her counselor and I was like, okay, see, now you've gone and gone over the line. Now I'm going to have to step in. So I sent a very terse email to the counselor and to the teacher and we fixed that issue. But it's it's like... so I'm I'm paying attention, right? But I'm not going above and beyond. I'm not going to be like you need to sit here and be at this computer for two hours and get this done and turn it in. And I'm not turning into a taskmaster right now. Like, really, it's, it's and, it, not what I'm going to do. And that
1: <laughs> makes it really more about you than it is about them. It really reveals that you know the angst is coming from you and anxiety and worry about everything, most likely that gets translated, that gets directed toward the kids and
0: yeah and I don't want to do that right now and and I don't want to do that to myself so that's my that's my self-care is I am not going to stress out about homework or classwork for three children I just I can't I don't know if you saw I think I sent you that video many of you who are listening probably saw that viral video of that mom who I'm not even sure what country she was from but it was in a different language and she went off and you can just feel the passion and the frustration and and some of the comedy in that right where she was just like what the hell seriously take your foot off the gas
1: I love that she was saying my kids are going to find out how stupid I am and that's not a good thing you know trying trying to help them with their math and with this this, yeah was hilarious but But you you know this really it, it, it does drive up, uh, you know, we sort of skirted over this, that teachers, their salaries need to be doubled, tripled. If ever we, we see the value of what we're not paying for, it's this. And so, yeah. you know, when we talk about going back to normal, um, this is one way we can be civically involved is to... Um, pay, I consider them first responders, right? But yeah, <clears throat> they need to be paid better than they are
0: for sure. Well, and all this nonsense that we can't afford to do it. We've just shown that we can, because we right, just managed exactly. to find a few trillion dollars to, to pay everybody else. Right. right so right. it can, it can be done. Um, but I think you know the the, the self care piece. You know, teachers right now. Are, are, I, I, well, I don't want to say. I was going to say teachers might be getting a little bit of self care right now. But it, it, I think it's a little bit of um, as you said, acknowledgement. People are really feeling it. But also, I would like to think that teachers are. It's a little easier for them right now. And if I'm wrong, please, I'm sorry. But because, and I, I say that with with the understanding that we are all struggling right now. So I'm not trying to say at all that teachers are sitting at home kicking, you know, kicking back and putting their feet up. My sister's a teacher. I know what they're doing. Um, but what I am saying is that they're not having to necessarily see our kids every day. And you know what? If I was a teacher, I might be a little happy about that. Now, I've seen the heartwarming stories. <laughs> I've seen the heartwarming stories, right? Of, people, of teachers driving past going, I miss you. And I'm thinking, really? that's what you're doing with your time (laughs) because I think you should be at home in a hot bubble bath or something.
1: (laughs) Well, I think, you know, if you think about, if if you love your work, you are probably missing your work.
0: Yeah. Right. So (laughs) you think
1: about, um, I think what motivates a lot of teachers to become teachers is just a passion for the work. Same thing, I think, with nurses and doctors well, and definitely not
0: money, so social workers.
1: Right, right. <laughs> but, um, well, I think that, you know, going back to the school thing, that one thing we can do is to not worry so much about being productive. Now, you know, I know a lot of people would are, or, are trying to, like, create a rhythm And create sort of a structure so that the day goes in a certain way and it's not just a free for all. But if you have been tightly wound and, you know, super um, driven by your task list, uh, now might be a time to actually examine is that necessary? Do I need to be so. militaristic about my 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 task list. And, you know, to th- think about lightening up on that in the same way that you might lighten up on your kids doing homework.
0: Yeah, um, lighten up on yourself, right? Like yeah. cut yourself to the flat.
1: <laughs> and we we were laughing the other day that that, you know, we might be seeing a lot of coronavirus babies. So why not have sex, right? Just <laughs> you're you're there all day. You, you know, um, you might as well.
0: Well, and that's, and that's assuming that you're at, at home in, in, you know, with somebody. But what about those who are isolated, right? Mm-hmm. Single people, people who live alone, who are not able to, to get out and talk to anybody and are kind of at home by themselves, you know? So I think we have to look at that in terms of how, how do you do self-care when you are maybe an extrovert? stuck in the house you know and we've seen the rise of zoom parties and zoom happy hours and you know fun things like that um and i think also those who are traditionally you know enjoy being at home they're like oh this is great but now it's like oh well i have to be at home do i like it that much i don't know like maybe i am missing some human connection so it's just looking at what are those things that you need to keep yourself motivated, to keep yourself going and understand that you're going to have some days where you are literally like, okay, I'm, I'm going out of my mind. I'm going crazy. I can't do this. And I think that's kind of what you were saying, Lisa, is that on those days you have to be able to say, "Screw good. You know what? I'm my just club. not going to, yeah, yeah. Like today's, just not today. I'm not going to be productive today. It's just yeah. not happening.
1: <laughs> you know, my, my son told me a story about a friend of his who called his grandmother who lives alone, is isolated, lives in a, um, what do you call those, a a senior high rise, I think somewhere in Minnesota and uh, very isolated and is not getting any interaction. And he called her and taught her how to uh, download Zoom, and he talk, talked her through every single step of it. And this is sort of a con- computer phobic grandma. Like the most she knows how to do is email. And yeah. so he got her on a browser. He got her connected uh, to Zoom. And then there they were suddenly talking and she was a different person. Yeah. Right. That's great. Get, and
0: I, I think we have to be able to do that. Uh, you said Minnesota and it reminded me I saw pumps of you know people are doing um neighborhood exercise parties you know someone grabs a megaphone or you know some music and they're blasting music to their neighbors <laughs> and they're doing zumba parties and you know I, I saw some with people there are on their balconies and they're joining in exactly. right, from their front yards and I think that we have to get creative and do those kind of fun things and dancing, you know, the D-Nice dance party. And if you have not gotten onto that, I mean, you have been missing out. You download Instagram. <laughs> <but> <laughs> I had a dinner party. on Instagram just to do that, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I had, I had a dinner party the other night. And here's how it worked. My neighbors invited me over and they said, bring, bring whatever you want to eat. Um, and we're going to set a table for you six feet away from our table outside. So they had a picnic table. Their two kids were with them, and I was at this little table that they had disinfected, and we had this great conversation and great meal and had fun, and then I went home. And, yeah. and uh, of course, you know, you have to have the weather to be able to do that. You, you right, know. and the space. <laughs> and, and the space, right. But that was kind of a... a, a cool, little, silly thing that made a big difference to me in getting to know my new neighbors and, um, you know, just to have a moment where I'm not... Well,
0: oh my gosh, you say that. It reminds me, another friend of mine said, she goes, this coronavirus, you know, being being stuck at home, she goes, I actually had a conversation with my neighbor who I don't even like. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you might find... (laughs) (laughs) that was so funny yeah because he was like I don't even like my neighbor and we just had like a 10-minute conversation
1: (laughs) you know another thing um I I, I think about things to do with kids uh my husband and I both did we met doing improv way back in the day and you know we used to tour with a couple of groups we we just have played uh, improv games all our lives. And then, you know, having a kid, we would often play those games at the dinner table or whenever. And so i have got a couple that are um, very popular favorites. And one of them is called Who Am I? And this is a game where you send somebody out of the room So they can't hear your discussion and you decide who they are. And it could be a celebrity, an author, a famous person from history. And um, once you know who that person is, you invite the person back in the room and then you, you, you have a conversation, you behave in a way. Um, So let's say it's um, Peter Pan, they're Peter Pan and You might say, Well, so how was last night's flight? Right? And so you just start talking through sort of what you know about Peter Pan until, and they have to respond and answer you as if it's a real conversation. And so they're (laughs) yes anding and saying, Oh, it was great. Right? And until they figure out who they are. So that's one game that's really silly fun. The
0: other one. Oh, my kids, yesterday. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) You had another one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> One more game.
1: It's called the three-word story. And so you're, let's say there's five of you around the table, and it, each person has three words, and you're trying – and 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 only three words. And so when you screw up, it's hilarious because, you know, undoubtedly somebody's going to use four words or more. But the goal is to only use three words and to make the each three words connect to the next – you know, to connect your three words with what came before. Um, It's a super good exercise, too, for, you think about your kids, helping them think on their feet and think forward, to be strategic in their thinking. Um, So, anyway, there's two games you can play that uh, require no props. (laughs)
0: right well and i I know well that was the thing i was thinking about like what can they do you know like i think this is actually really great because we're the place where we can get our kids off of technology because of course they're on technology all the time right they're they've got a a wii and they've got a a, i don't even know what that thing is called i forgot They've, they've got a bunch of video games right so the fun thing we did do together was just dance so we actually spent gosh, over two hours doing just dance yesterday, which (laughs) wore me out. I'm kind of achy today. But it's great because I was like, I need to exercise. So part of the self care is exercise, right? But exercise can be boring. So if you are if you're not alone, you can do it with somebody. And then if you are alone, there are so many online um, things that are happening right now, like Debbie Allen did a, um, a, dance, class, a mm-hmm. dance class on Instagram. Again, not applause for Instagram, but you know, maybe we need a, a, a sponsor. Instagram should sponsor our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because there were so many really great things happening there. But Debbie Allen did a dance class. There's a lot of people who are doing dance classes. I think they were trying to get Nikki Copeland, I think she might have done some things. So, there are ways to exercise with others online uh, for free, which is great. Uh, but the other thing that I think if you is that, hey,
1: I was just thinking if you're not on if you're not online or okay, anybody listening to this is probably online. But for somebody who's not, I remember years ago, I ran into a friend who I didn't even recognize at first. and I said, hey, do it. Oh my gosh. And she says, yeah, you don't recognize me. I lost a lot of weight. And I said, how did you do that? And she said, and this, she was unemployed for many, many months. I think something like nine months. And she was running out of money. She couldn't go to class. She couldn't go to the gym. So what she did all day long, she was moving around her apartment. She would use her couch, she would use a chair, she would put her leg up, she would dance, she would do pirouettes, she would it, anything she could do to move, and then maybe a plank, sit ups, anything. But most of the time, she had music on and she was just dancing constantly. So yeah. her whole, her number one thought she said was, I get up and I move. How can I now move? What can I do now? And so she'd be cooking, she'd be making dinner, and she'd be doing push-ups against the counter in the kitchen. <laughs> right? So I yeah. thought that was just so creative and hilarious.
0: It is, yeah. And I think, it, you know, as like you said, for the, the self-care piece is, like, for me, I hate exercise. I really hate it. Like, I could exercise every day. We all could, right? We could do that. But I don't, I because I just don't like it. So doing, like, the Just Dance was great because I was doing it with my kids. So I'm doing family bonding, but I'm also exercising. And I was kicking their butt, by the way. So I thought that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of shifts your perspective.
1: With, it shifts your perspective <laughs> about what exercise has to be. Right. Yeah, right? it can I, be fun. And I think that's a thing to take away from this moment in time is that all of these little shifts that we're making, these these little strategies um that we're talking about, um how to unhook from convention or shoulds about what your to-do list or what exercise looks like or what self-care looks like, you're finding all kinds of new things. So you know, the, the, we're not there yet, but when life returns to normal, it would be good to look at these things. Like, what do I want to keep with me as a practice going forward um, that i put into my life that actually really works for me? Uh, Hopefully remote work will remain for millions of people because we're seeing that that um, works fabulously well, even in, in, for teachers um, you know, so, so I think that would be a great self-care moment to, is to ask yourself what you want to keep doing moving forward.
0: Well, I think of something that can be done there too is, um, so there's two parts to this. If you have kids then you could actually have them write a story about this time, right? Have them keep that because we're making history right now. So that's something that they're able to keep and show to their kids when they have kids, if they have kids in the future. If you don't have kids, still writing about this, right? And keeping that because again, same thing. It's just the concept of writing down what was happening, what was feeling, how you were feeling, what's going on and capturing this moment in time because... Can you imagine, you know, two generations from now, someone being able to go back and read what you wrote about this time period? So it's something to do, right? And, you yeah. know, and I think so journaling is something else too. Like, how are you feeling? I and mean, I'll tell you right now, I am the worst about, you know, talking about my feelings. I'm not usually an emotional person. Um, and so I actually did um, a... Uh, a session with some uh, some other consultants where we got together and we were trying to do some self-care. And one of the things we did was literally just sat there and we had to draw for two minutes. And I was like, this is the stupidest thing ever. Who does this? And I, I spent the first 30 seconds just talking to myself, going, why can anyone do this? But then I finally was like, you know what, Safety, shut up. You joined this. Sit here and do it. <laughs> so I start to do this exercise and it was just, so freeing because what you're doing is you're focusing on what you're drawing so much that all the thoughts all the thoughts go out of your head. And you just have this moment where nothing else is happening and you just have solitude and quiet and you've quieted the thoughts in your head. And I thought, wow, this is yep. really great. That's beautiful. This is beautiful. a great way to, to give yourself some time to just unplug from what is happening. Even if it's two minutes, like your brain needs that that time to to decompress and to to just step away from what is literally kind of a manic situation. I have seen some people right now, Lisa, they are going off the rails. I've had to like talk people down yeah. because they're stressing out. They don't know how to use the technology and they're really just like Ratcheting up and up and up and up and up, and I've had to bring them down, and that's stressful for me, you know. So, at the end of the day, I'm like, Oh my god, I need a drink, you know, which is also not healthy. <laughs>
1: you know, I um, got a couple of things occur. I want to go back to what you said about the drawing. Imagine for young kids who, you know, may not be great writers or storytellers yet that um, having them draw. Make drawings every day um, that might be prompted by a question, you know, an open ended question that you ask, like, How are you feeling? You know, or What are your thoughts today about X? Um, and then that would be a collection of drawings that you, that's like a keepsake of this moment, just like the stories might be. Um, I think that would be a beautiful thing to do. And it's also a very focusing healing thing to do as you experienced by just setting down your thinking which leads me to another thing which is okay we don't want to be unaware of what's going on in the world so what if we were to either watch news or read news once a day what about that instead of what my lovely husband likes to do is like 24 seven. Oh my God, this just happened. And I had to ask him, I don't, I don't want you to tell me I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to collect my news at one point in the day. Maybe it's the morning, maybe it's at night. And, and, and I don't want us to get into a swirl around it or to commiserate about, you know, the orange blob in chief. Um, I I don't, I don't want to do that. It's just not healthy. Let's just focus. Let's just focus.
0: On- yeah, but we do have to, to feel those, those feelings, right? And I think that, um, you know, I saw, uh, I didn't see it live because, again, I'm, I'm not really watching the news that much, but I saw um, Hoda copy. You know, she Mm -hmm. was on, was she on channel four and she broke down after an interview with with, um, Drew Brees and she was crying and people were like, oh, that's so unprofessional. And you know, it it might be, it might not be, I'm not gonna pass judgment on that, but I'll just say that, you know what? Yeah, we might need to cry. There are are things happening right now that we just, we haven't had to live through before. and we don't necessarily know how to deal with that. Sometimes you do just have to cry and let it out um, because then you can deal with it.
1: You know, h- human beings are connected in more ways than we acknowledge or want to think about, you know, I suppose. But when you think about everything that's going on, we're not only feeling our own stuff, we're feeling the collective trauma, right? When, and when you really think about it it's in our dna to um uh we in our in our dna we have our whole human history and we have human history of pandemics and of of critical moments where we were in danger so our amygdalas are daily on fire um and and it, 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 you know, we may think, oh, it's just coming from me, but a lot of us are absorbing trauma. think of all the frontline people who are absorbing trauma or a social worker um without good self care practices. you know this is uh, uh, very debilitating,
0: yeah, right? well, so, like Bill, that Harvard Business Review article that talked about anticipatory grief too, right? so we're at this this place where. We are we, we we know things are happening right now, but we also know it could get worse. And it's the it could get worse that is actually really bad because right. our minds always go to that dark place. And then we start thinking of all the terrible things that could potentially happen. And so part of self-care is trying to stop that, interrupting that thought process and that downward spiral because it doesn't take us any place good. <laughs> and so it's like, you know, we have to recognize that and literally tell ourselves Stop it. Stop that
1: right now. (laughs) I have a a dear friend. Her name is Jay Fields. I'll give her a plug, j-fields.com. And she is basically all about resilience. And she would tell you that if that swirl were happening right now, that she'd want you to try to locate it in your body so that you can feel it and name it. And, and presence yourself. So one way of presencing, one very simple thing might be to look at your hand or to, you know, look at some, some object and go, oh, here I am. I'm looking at my book. Here's a pencil. I'm looking at a pencil. I'm looking at my right hand, now my left hand to get yourself out of your mind and into your body. So you can actually see, feel what's going on with you and have sort of more access to calming yourself down. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: And and that's a hard thing to do sometimes. I mean, and and sometimes it's just laughter. So, you know, mm -hmm, my my, my kids keep saying, I can't believe you're still on Facebook. And I'm like, you know what? Facebook is my entertainment. It is literally, I have trained Facebook so that I only get posts that are funny and that I like my, my Facebook feed is filled with memes and just silliness. And so I literally just sit there and scroll through, and I read all these, these listicles about funny things. And my sister actually sent me, um, it was like a universal studios photo booth, thing and it was the funniest thing ever it was like eight minutes long i never watch anything that is that long right i'm usually like oh about a minute is about all you'll get from me <laughs> but i watched the entire thing because i was in such a funk in such a bad mood and this was so hilarious to me that so when i was done watching that i felt so much better because i had sat there laughing for eight minutes yes <laughs> yes and so laughter really really helped like sometimes you just have to force yourself to, you know, like, like what is that thing that will make you laugh, that will make you smile and go find that thing, go find that source and just, you know, use that to get yourself out of that funk so that you can move forward and, and be yeah. productive.
1: <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've said to my husband, come here, come here, come here, you got to watch this. Right. And some funny Ellen DeGeneres thing that she's doing or one of the late night hosts that who are all doing crazy, funny stuff right now. Um, You know, yes. Take a moment to laugh. Watch funny things on Netflix. Um, I mean, made the mistake of watching Ozark's new season, uh, binge watching about three or four episodes and went to bed and had crazy dreams. Don't recommend doing that. Uh, (laughs) Watch things that are funny.
0: Yeah. 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 I think that, I mean, on that note, I think that's a good spot for us to end because I think funny is, is universal, right? I think there's two things that will always lift you up. Comedy and music. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, make yourself a coronavirus playlist. You know, make do something fun. Like maybe every every week you change it and come up with new music. I actually made a—you'll um, laugh at this—I made a disco playlist. <laughs> I went through and found all the songs that I like, and um, and it triggered because I was watching. You know, somebody posted like, "So what are you going to be doing for the next two weeks?" And they posted again, like I said, me, and it was staying alive. It was like, ah, uh, ah, uh ah. I'm staying alive. <laughs> Sorry for my singing. I and apologize. of course you're dancing to it, correct? You're not just sitting there yeah. listening.
1: yeah. And right. they
0: must- it's, that, well, it's the kind of stuff that makes you want to get up and dance and move, yeah, yeah. right? So, yep. yeah. so I, I highly suggest finding D-Nice's dance party or somebody else's dance party, creating a playlist, you know, finding those funny, goofy movies and, um, you know, keep... Keep that going because um, we're going to need to, to make it through, uh, through these next few weeks and hopefully not months, but weeks.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you. This was really fun.
0: Yeah, love doing this. So Lisa and I are here sharing our learning and experiences with you. And we hope that if you like today's discussion that you'll like us, share us and listen in next time. You have been listening to Inclusionomics with Lisa Gates and Stacey Gordon. Visit inclusionomics.net to subscribe and download.